What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Daniel's Den. I am your host, Daniel Pasley. So, I just wanted to touch base on, you know, the Clipper and uh, Rocket game that happened last night. I know a lot of people are going to look for me to break down a lot of, like, what happened during this game, which I will, but I think this game said a lot to me more on the Rocket side more than the Clipper side. Let's dive into why I think this is the case. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> just looking at the box score, uh, just, of course, looking at the final score itself, Clippers won this game 120-105. to 105. Um, Looking at that, you think this game was close for the most part, but let's be honest, uh, <laughs> pretty much in the after the first two minutes, the... The Clippers pretty much beat them down. You know that—that's literally what happened. Um, a lot of people were looking up to the, looking to this game as a, you know, a good a good test for the Rockets. This was the first time. I mean, to me, I thought I thought this was the first time that they really got tested. You know, Boston does have their issues. Um, they've beaten Boston. They beat Boston with Kemba, but obviously they beat Boston last week without Kemba. Um, and I kind of dove into why I thought, you know, his absence played a role in terms of a couple of the losses Boston has had. But just looking at this game itself, um, just to start off, you know, just looking at the numbers, Paul George, 5 of 13 from the floor, uh, didn't really do much in terms of the uh, stats defensively, just looking at the blocks and steals at zero, 13 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. But I thought to me, he was real good. You know, he's a catalyst on defense. I mean, this team has pretty much everybody's a catalyst in their own way. I know we try to pick out what's wrong with the Clippers. And to me, I think it's just, you know, we when we see this team fully loaded, they're really, they look like they're the team to beat. And as much as it kind of look looks weird to people, obviously the, the late, it's a Laker town, but it's starting to look a lot like a Clipper town in terms of uh, the type of potential this team has when they're fully healthy. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Usual self, 25 points, six rebounds, five assists, very efficient, eight of 15 from the field, four of seven from three, two steals, one block, uh, was inefficient from the line, five of nine. He's usually, uh, he's, he's shot in about the 80s for his career, but, you know, this year he's shooting at about 90%. It was probably just an off night for him. You know, Beverly did his job. I'm not going to go into his numbers just because I feel like he does way more than what the stats offer. You know, Marcus Morris offered a good chunk of uh, buckets and defensive uh, help as well. Zubak, obviously, moving to the bench. You know, Lou Will, obviously, is Mr. Six-Man. Didn't really have to do much in this game. And uh, I think the play of guys like Harrell and Zubak, which I'll go into in terms of why, you know, this... They just pose such a threat to the, the Rockets. And I think it kind of exposed a lot of what the Rockets... You know, need to address if they're, especially if they're going to be playing the Clippers or the Lakers, whichever team it is, you know, in the second round, they're definitely going to be tested. So let me just move on to the Houston side. You know, Westbrook did have good numbers in terms of the points, rebounds, and assists with 29, 15, and 5. But I thought he did struggle from the field, you know, 11 to 27. Obviously, that's not a good number. You know, he did, he only took two threes but I'm gonna go into why I thought you know despite you know looking at the shooting split that the Clippers did a great job defending him um kind of struggled from the line seven of 11 um 
James Harden didn't really play well. Four of seventeen from three, zero of eight from sorry, four of seventeen from the field, zero of eight from three. Did okay from the line, eight of eleven. He missed a couple free throws in the second half. Just looked out of rhythm. I thought the Clippers did a great job uh, in terms of defending him. You know, Daniel House was six of ten. As much as you know, uh, a guy like C Webb was hating on him uh, in terms of the shot selection that he and others had on this team, but. You know, he did he did uh he did an okay job, had two blocks, you know, Covington with two blocks as well. And Tucker uh had six rebounds, seemed like all of them were on offense. But you know, outs you know, just looking outside of that, you know, him and Covington did do their job on the boards, but they did struggle from three, which kind of makes this small ball ineffective. And of course, looking at the bench outside of Jeff Green, nobody really came to play. Uh Damari Carroll didn't I would talk about his stats, but you know, he pretty much played in garbage time. You know, him and Bruno Caboclo only two with outstanding uh, plus-minus stats, which is pretty much, you know, they outscore. Of course, they're going to outscore the Clippers bench when the bench is in for two minutes. You know, that's it happens. I mean, you know, Clippers were up by about 25 points at one point, but obviously the Rockets, you know, the bench did their job to cut it down, but it's just all for looks, you know, aesthetically. Um, and obviously. Outside of that, you know, J- J- Jeff Green, I almost said Draymond, um, went through a six from three. He was the only guy that pretty much did anything in terms of taking many attempts. Uh, everybody else is either 0-4 or just barely hit a three. So, you know, that's that's a that's a look of concern. You know, looking early, the Clippers did hold um, the Rockets to two of 22 from the floor. And I think this says a lot about the Rockets in terms of, where they are in terms of the, the totem pole in the West for me. And I think the problem is when we look at it, we say, oh, okay, you know, this is a team that seems to, you know, make make use of small ball. But at the same time, I do think that it is an issue in terms of, you know, the Clippers do small ball better than anybody. And, you know, the Lakers have their issues with small ball sometimes just because of their lack of shooting. But I think their inside play does help. But at the same time, just looking at this game, you know, the Clippers beat the Rockets at their own game, except they were getting twos. And just looking at the the numbers, um, Houston started off two of 22 from three. They didn't finish the game shooting a high percentage either. They went seven of 42. The Clippers shot 40 attempts on their end, but they shot 33%, which isn't crazy. But based on, obviously, the volume, that pretty much negates that. So that that's where they, they, they pretty much, you know, where Houston... I know in the New York game, they lost. Uh, New York obviously played well, and they, New York has their own issues. I'm not even going to go into that. That's a, another podcast for another day. But that kind of concerns me. You know, when this team goes cold, Houston, we kind of wonder, hey, how are they going to generate some offense? They they look heavy in terms of they're very hev- heavily reliant on the three, which obviously those who know Daryl Morey and obviously other GMs and other executives, we look at the math of things and think, hey, you know, we got to be A, B, C, and D. We got to shoot the three well. We got to make our layups and we got to get to the line. And then lastly, let's uh, limit threes. And they didn't do that, especially with the small ball. You know, they, they didn't do a good job to me in terms of uh, getting movement. And I think this is a problem where Houston has. I thought the Clippers did a good job walling off the paint with Westbrook. And the thing about the Clippers, which poses a threat to anybody, but you know, the, the let's be honest, Houston's probably have to play these guys at some point. I mean, unless L, the Lakers have a huge collapse, there's no way they're letting go of that one seed or if somebody below them 
kind of put p- pushes out somebody, whatever the case is. But this is probably going to be a second-round matchup, and I'm, I'm concerned if I'm Houston just because I know I've been harping on, you know, the player Westbrook. You know, looking at the stats, he did have a big scoring game, did do his job on the glass, but a lot of his laps were heavily contested, man. And in the half court, I have said, when he gets a downhill start and gets to the rim, and obviously it's keeping guys like PJ in the corner, I thought the Clippers are doing a job. It's like, okay, you can go that way, but we're not, we're not, we're not buying into these other guys beating us. And I know the numbers say that, well, PJ's this or Covington's that, as I've said, but it it honestly comes down to letting you know the others beat them. And I thought the Clippers did that. And especially with the way Houston's offense is predicated on getting, you know, Harden to go downhill, go one-on-one. And with the Clippers, there, there's no real good matchup, man, in terms of uh, isolation basketball, unless Lou Williams is on the floor. But I thought the Clippers did a good job filling the gaps, pushing Harden right. And also due to the lack of movement and spacing, it was very easy to load up on them. And I thought D'Antoni, you know, a lot, I've been giving him some praise, but I also believe that there, there deserves to be some blame. And, you know, you look at this, uh, this game plan and it's, it's very, it's very hard to watch at times. And, and I've said, obviously Westbrook's been big, you know, coming into this game, uh, people have been saying, you know, the Rockets went from 27th to fourth in pace uh, since the trade. He's averaging about 22 drives a game on 14 points per game on his drives. So he is getting to the line. I thought he was very selective with his shooting. You know, he shot a couple early and then said, okay, I got to get my myself to the rim, wreak havoc, which he did do. But at the same time, as I've said before, there's no good matchup with the Clippers, man. And I thought uh, the inability for them to hit threes, um, looking at that bench, I just like to see, me personally, I like to see Eric Gordon. I know he has been dealing with, a surgery and obviously coming back from injury midseason. So this may be a December for him in terms of his conditioning. But the question lies with me, how does Houston adjust in terms of their offensive game plan? Because the problem is when you keep going one-on-one and especially with the way they do it, lack of ball movement, and there's no diversity in their offense. You know, Harden, we talk about his, you know, his, his great numbers and stuff. And obviously in the past, we've looked at it and said, Hey, you know, he doesn't show up in the playoffs. And I think a lot of it, 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 sometimes he's probably just exhausted, man. You know, dribbling like 30 times in a possession, especially when you have people grabbing you, pushing you, all this stuff. I think they got to mix it up, man. I know Houston is anti-post up. They're pretty much the only team that, or the the one primary example, I should say, in terms of uh, not really loving the post up. And I thought with with Westbrook, they have used it pretty well. But at the same time with Harden, he doesn't use that in his game. For a guy, he's about 6'6", 230 pounds, very strong defensively in terms of guarding the post. He doesn't use that to his advantage. And I know getting downhill is a lot of his thing. And I feel like a lot of the calls he gets in the play- in the regular season won't happen in the playoffs. So it's like, hey, man, how are you going to adjust to that? I know D'Antoni likes to say, well, you know, we play with space, we play with pace. But at the same time, it hurts them on the other end because – the lack of ball movement, obviously the standing, and being in the corners too, especially when teams like to run out. I thought the Clippers did a great job in terms of forcing the issue, getting to the getting the ball up the court, especially when guys like PJ Tucker, Covington, Daniel House, whoever they're defensive guys, they can't get back to protect the paint. One, two in the half court, even with Montrez Harrell 
ha- having a guy like PJ Tucker guarding the pick and roll, or even Covington, I think the Clippers with the growth of uh, Kawhi's playmaking, they have they have pretty much done a good job in in, in terms of keeping guys like Zubac. You know, they, those guys are big. You know, Zubac went perfect from the floor. Harrell went five of nine. They both come what they have thirty six points combined and 22 rebounds you know you do the math in terms of how those numbers split up and I think in a seven game series I don't know how Houston adjusts man and I know I have said they've been about the same defensively without Capella and Covington did have a two two block uh stat sheet on the stat sheet excuse me but he did have five fouls um he definitely just I, I just don't think they have the rim protection man especially with the way the Clippers score and I don't know, man. Let me know what you guys think. Are the Rockets in trouble or am I overreacting? Let me know what you guys think. Appreciate all the love. Please like and share this uh, podcast. Take care, y'all. That's all, folks.